Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Snoop Dogg has the life. I'll tell you that. Every time I see him on TV, he you know, he's one of these guys now. That as soon as you see him, you just put a smile on your face. You just right. know something funny is about to happen. Uh, Snoop Dogg has a new breakfast cereal, and it's got a great name, Snoop Loops. Nice. Yeah. Snoop Loops are gluten-free, and they have marshmallows. They look like smoke rings. They might. <laughs> I guess old Snoop's got his own food line. And some of the proceeds will go to charities. Now, speaking of Snoop, he just broke uh, the top 10 uh, this week in the Hot 100. And that makes him one of three artists with a top 10 hit in the 90s, 2000s, 2010s, and 2020s. The other two, Mariah Carey and Jay-Z. Wow. Dog is still at it. Did, uh, I read this last week, and we didn't have a chance to talk about it. But... Um, Remember when uh, Puff or Diddy mm-hmm. uh, did that song about the notorious B.I.G., I'll Be Missing You? Yep. Uh, and it included uh, the police's Every Breath You Take yes. uh, in it. Sting still pays or gets paid $2,000 a day. Come on. By Diddy. Really? For that. A day? A day. Wow. Two grand a day. Is what it costs, like seven hundred square thousand dollars a year. And is that like forever? That's yeah, it's it's in perpetuity at this point uh, for the wow. rights to that song. That is, cra- I've never heard of that kind. Well, of- and and what is? Uh, I was reading the story last week, and what was interesting about it was that um, you know the remaining members of the police mm-hmm. are a little miffed by it. Sure, because Sting actually doesn't appear on the take that. Puff used. It's just uh, right. an edit. It's just an edit with guitar and drums. But like mm. Stuart Copeland and uh, I'm trying to remember who the other guitarist was. Yeah. Um, don't get anything out of this thing, wow. right, for the lyrics because they did use the lyrics in it, but it wasn't Sting singing them at the time. Oh, so Sting, okay, so he didn't sing it on the Puff uh, no. song, but he did sing it, the original. So he, he did, sang they just on the, the, original, the original, and he has the writing credit for and the lyrics. he wrote the, lyrics. the song. Yeah. yeah. So. He wrote the lyrics. Well, I guess that's why he gets the dough, right? Yeah. But, he, you know, for the others who actually play right. on the track that was looped and recorded uh, and, and covered, I guess, that, that uh, that's the, they don't get anything yeah. from it. But no. it just goes to show how much money oh, is, yeah. is in that. <laughs> write, a, write a hit. That's it. You just need one. Yeah. Anytime you see any like uh, Jagger Richards or Lennon McCartney, uh, if those things get used in any other form, then they get paid. But uh, like George and Ringo's estate or Ring George's estate and Ringo doesn't get anything, and neither do the uh, other members of the Rolling Stones. I guess that's true of all of all bands. You write the song, you get the cash. Yeah. Bryce Dallas Howard and Chris Pratt were co-leads of the Jurassic World trilogy, but they weren't paid the same. Howard claimed she made so much less than him, but Chris stepped up when it came to other franchise opportunities that hadn't been negotiated already, like video games and theme park rides. She says, he literally told me, you guys don't even have to do anything. I'm going to do all the negotiating. We're going to be paid the same, and you don't have to think about this, Bryce. Mm. She says, I love him so much for doing that. I really do, because I've been paid more for those kind of things than I ever made with the movie. Wow. Yeah. Drake setting records, a uh, record that was uh, previously held by the Beatles for 64 years. He just had his 30th 
top five song on the Billboard Hot 100 charts. Wow. The Beatles only had uh, 29. Yeah. Drake, yeah. The Beatles, Madonna at twenty, uh, Madonna at twenty eight, Mariah Carey at twenty seven, Janet Jackson at twenty six. Seen that house? He's got those bills to pay. So yeah, good for him. Um, this is this does not make Prince Harry or his wife very happy. Uh, a pair of his underwear, Prince Harry's underwear, has hit the auction block, and the bidding is already fierce. The in-person segment of the auction opened the other day at the Hustlers Club in Las Vegas, <laughs> and a so-called bidder pledged $250,000. The guy, what? he says, wants to build a shrine to the underwear at the strip club he owns in San Diego. The bidding will continue online until September 30th, or when the price reaches $1 million. The shorts are being sold by a former stripper... Named Carrie Royale, who partied with Harry during his infamous bender in Vegas a decade ago. Right. Some of the proceeds will go to the charitable foundation set up by Harry and his wife, Megan. I'm sure they're not amused by any of this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he had a different life before Megan. Um, What do celebrities buy with their first big paycheck? Some are super disciplined. Others just blow it. Donald Glover bought Gushers, the candy. He says, I wasn't allowed oh. to have candy as a kid, so I was balling with that big really? first check. Carrie Washington bought her first laptop. J-Lo bought a Mercedes. Nicole Kidman bought what she said was the coolest boot, booth she had ever seen in her life, and she also got her mom and dad a washing machine. <laughs> Tiffany Haddish did the same as Donald Glover, a big box of Snickers and lollipops and Jolly Ranchers and Blow Pops and Corn Nuts. Brad Pitt bought a period craftsman's chair. Okay. And a Frank Lloyd Wright lamp. Hmm. Is, was it Jim Carrey, too, who uh, his first big check is the one he wrote to himself, and it still sits on his wall? Is that true? Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, like he, it was his desire to be successful, and he, oh, so, okay. so he wrote himself a check for a million dollars and hung it on his wall. Rami uh, Malky bought a uh, personal espresso machine. Tom Cruise paid his sister's college tuition, and then his next check, he bought his sister a car, his other sister a car. Huh. Good guy, I guess. Little Nas X took his family bowling. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And Brie Larson bought a blue electric guitar. Their first big check. I'm waiting on mine. Yeah. <laughs> first big check. You're going to pay off that Mercedes. <laughs> If you like action figures, well, we got a good one for you. There's a Kickstarter campaign, and they're looking to raise dough, and they want to make a Karen action figure. You know Karen. She's our uh, she's our lady who's always yelling at somebody, <laughs> our entitled white lady. And this is a, a great little uh, side to this uh, idea. Instead of just having Karen, the action figure, you can also get her nemesis, Joe the manager. Oh, Joe, uh, he uh, he's wearing a red vest, a mask, and is carrying a clipboard, while Karen is wearing a shirt that says, live, love, laugh, and has skinny jeans on. <laughs> so you can really make them go at one another. <laughs> yeah, I love to hear kids having this conversation. Yeah. What they're going to make them say. Well, it'd be funny, too, if a mom walked in and said, uh, what are you doing? <laughs> I said, I'm playing with my Karen doll. She's just like you, Ma. <laughs> I would make Karen and Joe do the most despicable of things to one another. Of course you would. I have a whole scenario. Karen comes into the store. She's not happy. 
Joe tries to settle her down or <laughs> sort it out. And the next thing you know, that mask and red shirt and her shirt are all over the place. <laughs> Can I offer you a, an eggplant? <laughs> Yeah. So listen, they're really uh, trying to get into this, though, the Kickstarter people. They've already got a commercial. Karen. 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 Move over, Barbie. There's a new doll that's taking over the toy aisle. The Karen doll is middle-aged, demanding, and she believes she's privileged and entitled. Just pull her string and hear what she has to say. Don't touch me or I'll sue you into next year. I ordered tater tots, not french fries. I'm going to have you fired. The Karen doll comes with short bobbed haircut, acrylic nails, and Walmart soccer mom outfit with elastic waist. I want to talk to your manager. No, wait. Get me the owner. Oversized SUV or minivan sold separately. Wait till you see my Yelp review. I wonder, uh, has there ever been anything on Kickstarter that's actually gone on to huge success? I uh, I don't know. I mean, the fact that Kickstarter's still going means something must have been successful. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously they get f- some funding to start, but I remember wanting a cooler, I think it is, that they put out, um, and it had, like, uh, MP3 player, Bluetooth, yeah. music, and speakers, it could charge your phone, and it was, it just looked like a, a really handy yeah, device to have going thing. on. But I don't know if it ever got me. I guess a lot of people would throw money into a Kickstarter in hopes that, of course, they would be early investors on something, right? Right. You would think uh, maybe part of the deal is that you throw in a $1,000 or something and you you get a, a couple of shares if it ever goes somewhere. But, yeah, off the top of my head, I can't think of anything um, that uh, that did really well. It's so hard. If you've ever tried to invent something and... And get the patent for it and get a model built for it and, right. and find a manufacturer. Well, they say exploding kittens is one. I think that's a little <laughs> game. Oh, yeah? Uh, <laughs> the kids have it. Okay. Yeah. Well, that was a Kickstarter uh, huh. success story. Yeah? Well, yeah. Was, like, way back when, I remember there's always the story of could have and should have and would have. When uh, the game that got invented, it was the the big uh, the quiz game, the uh, trivia game, Trivial Pursuit. Right. When it was the big deal, and the guys, uh, I believe, were all out of the West End, Brampton, Appeal region. Yeah. And uh, and there was always a story. I grew up in Brampton, so there was always a story of somebody knew somebody who threw a hundred dollars in, or had the chance to throw a hundred dollars in to invest in it, and didn't. Hey, I'm just seeing something here. It says the coolest cooler. Was launched in July of 2017. Mm. Uh, it was made with an optional built-in blender add-on, built-in Bluetooth speakers, space to tuck away plates and picnic goodies. The coolest cooler goes down as the second most funded Kickstarter campaign of all time at 13.3 million. Wow! From 62,000 backers, they used video, good videography, clear images. It doesn't say if it was actually hmm. made, if it but it, it, it did raise a lot. Yeah, I wonder if COVID killed that, too, because there right. wasn't a lot of running around doing picnics and that type of thing. But, yes, I remember that. Uh, you were raving about that. You wanted that that right. Christmas. Well, you know what? You be a good boy. <laughs> you might get it this year. <laughs> the word escalate comes from the word escalator, not right. vice versa. Okay. The escalator was invented in the late 1800s, and the word escalate originated in 1922. Oh, all right. Yeah. Arnold. 1800s? Yes. What did that escalator look like? I don't know, but I bet it was slow. 
<laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger made $21,429 for every word he said in Terminator 2, Judgment Day. He only said 700 words and made $15 million, so that's $21,429 per word. My goodness. Yeah. Even though M. Night Shyamalan gets a lot of heat for making a bunch of bombs, all but one of his movies have been profitable. The only movie he ever made that lost money was his first movie, Wide Awake, in 1998. Okay. The Sixth Sense was his big That was the breakthrough, big right? Yeah. Yeah. Tough to, tough to match and beat that. Mm-hmm. The fax machine was invented about 30 years before the telephone. Okay. Before the telephone. Really? Yeah. I don't know why it stalled and didn't get to market sooner, but <laughs> the official unit of measurement for one million years is mega anus. <laughs> <laughs> also, Kim Kardashian's nickname. <laughs> mega anus. Have you ever heard of the word ultra-cryptodarian? Nope. Ultra-cryptodarian. That is a word for someone giving an opinion on something they know nothing about. Oh, my goodness. An ultra-cryptodarian is someone who criticizes, <laughs> judges, <laughs> or gives advice outside of their expertise. Also known as a Craig Venn. That's me in a nutshell. <laughs> and I know there's a couple of listeners who have told me that along the way. So, so we are now a what? Ultra-cryptodarian yeah. morning show? That's right. Rock mornings with ultra-cryptodarian and Lucky. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's why, listen, it's all just BS here. We're two guys just gabbing. Uh Nobody ever said we were an expert in anything. Uh Just sharing our opinion. Um, Jimi Hendrix wrote this classic song, The Wind Cries Mary, following an argument with his girlfriend, whose middle name was Mary, after she cooked in some lumpy mashed potatoes. (laughs) (laughs) Now I've got to go See all the lyrics. Yeah. See what makes sense. Um, There is no evidence that real Vikings ever wore helmets with horns on top. Okay. Where did that come from, then? I don't know. Now Doug's going to have to get rid of that tattoo on his arm. (laughs) (laughs) Turn it into a football helmet. Uh, Wilt Chamberlain scored 60 points or more 32 times in his NBA career. No one else has ever done it more than five. The two guys that have done it, Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. There's a lot of people who haven't done things as much as Will Chamberlain yes, has. That's right. <laughs> and scoring is a big part of that. Yeah, you got that right. On and off the court. Uh, a new study found men are seen as less threatening and intimidating when they're holding a tiny dog. Okay. Yeah. Astronomers have spotted the youngest planet ever, just 1.5 million years old. Just a baby next hmm. to Earth, which is 4.5 billion years old. Okay. How do they know? They know things. They, they, it's like not like a tree. They can cut it open and count the rings. They got that new telescope. That's right. They're seeing yes. a lot of stuff with that thing. That 4.5 billion years at Earth and that whole God story. Oh, Lord, here you go. <laughs> How does that work? Can anybody explain that to me? No? Okay. A study found sea sponges sneeze to eject unwanted waste, just like us. And they may have produced the first sneeze 600 million years ago. 
It'll be pretty slimy. They should wear a mask. Right. Yeah. They're the reason we have COVID. AMC <laughs> <laughs> sponges. Some stats on men and women. Men, we're still not pulling our weight. We're doing a lot better. We're, you know, we've, we've up got a lot of weight to pull. Yeah. Yeah. It's not easy. <laughs> Cardiologist says we should slow down. Right. Um, you know, we're doing probably better than our fathers did. And we're certainly doing better than I'm sure our grandfathers did. But, uh, when it comes to like housework, um, on average, a quarter of men do housework. Just a quarter of us. Wow. Things like cleaning and laundry. Half of women do at least some housework each and every day. Of course. Yes. Uh, And, I mean, you know, you think back to when, you know, we were younger, Mm. uh, certainly, that, you know, there were a lot of uh, households where only the man was working, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Now, you've got, you know, both parents working, women not only working, but still doing the majority of the work around the house, too, Mm -hmm. and in many cases, the parenting. Yeah, you know, I think back to being a kid, it seemed like uh, I can't remember... Many of my friends whose moms did work. I had one buddy, his mom was divorced, so of course she had to work. Even And even then, that seemed, <gasps> divorced? How's that possible? <laughs> right. It seemed when I was a kid, they're like, where's your dad? Oh, he doesn't live with us. How could that be? You right. know? Uh, we we're just so naive and only kind of understood what we, what our, was inside our little bubble. And yeah, most of my friends' moms were stay-at-home moms. And now with my boys, I remember all the different friends they've had over the years. I can't think of one whose mom was a stay-at-home that both parents Right. Always had jobs. Well, th- those of my friends whose moms worked were almost all nurses. Mm. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, so when it comes to the housework, you know, you, you think bathroom cleaning and, 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 and dishes and feeding the family and vacuuming and wiping things down and laundry. But no, it also comes with lawn care and home maintenance and still women are doing more. Wow. I couldn't. Now I'm lazy as the day is long. Right. But I couldn't imagine for a second standing at the front window and watching Maria cut the grass. I just, or shovel the snow all by. Hold on. I have watched her do that. Yes. And I did once uh, stand in the driveway with two beers in my hand while she went up a ladder and uh, did caulking around a skylight that was leaking. Yeah, that sounds like you. (laughs) You know what? I would contend that in many of these scenarios uh, that you're hearing, but it's not that, um, that women are necessarily doing the the lawn care maintenance and not mm. men it's that they're hiring it out mm. like they're 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 basically hiring someone to mm-hmm. do it for them mm-hmm. there's more and more that especially in the in in the younger age categories now that you know they have no idea about doing oh, yeah. yard work or home repairs do they have the tools or the equipment necessary to do it no they nope. just hire yep uh, I've shared your story uh, many times when talking about young people in, in home ownership, uh, about your uh, in-laws and selling their, uh, yeah. their townhouse in Oakville. Yes. And, and what the young couple asked. It was, it was a mid-unit townhouse, <laughs> right? Uh, so, you know, it probably, and it was all at the back paved. Okay. Right? Like with stones, no grass at the back. So the front lawn <laughs> of a mid-unit townhouse, mm. which is all of about 10 by tw- 10, <laughs> if that. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and the, and the, the people moving in asked, who does your lawn care? <laughs> it was a young couple buying yeah. their first house. You could do it with tweezers. You know, <laughs> yeah. 
You know, you really needed one of those just like the push mower, right? Yeah. Certainly not. And not even an electric mower was necessary for this. You could do it with a, a set of shears. Yeah, that's great. I know when it comes to working on days that uh, men work, um, we work about 43 minutes more. So not that much. We work 43 minutes more than employed women. Uh, that's partially due because some women are only working part-time. However, among all full-time workers, men work longer than women by 8.4 hours uh, per day compared to 7.8. So really not that much. Okay. So the women are working 7.8, we're working 8.4, and we still can't do anything at home. <laughs> we're still way too, too exhausted and too stressed. So I guess if we were being graded, we're probably a C plus to a B minus? Uh, maybe. <laughs> As we all know, but we don't like to admit, newborn babies aren't always that cute. Sometimes they kind of look like, uh, Little half-baked aliens. They look like their faces been caught in a sliding door. If they're really, really new, yeah, sometimes well, the proportions are way off. Big uh, head. Oh, yeah. Poor women. Don't what you go through. Um, have you ever lied to someone and told their ugly baby, told them their ugly baby was cute? It's breathtaking. Someone polled more than 25,000 people, and a lot of us have done it. People were more likely to say yes than no. Many say they've definitely lied about a baby's looks before. Yeah, I, I think. Uh, I mean, I mean, who's gonna go stand in front of a you know new parent and say, "Man, that's an ugly kid." <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with them? You know, uh, it's funny. I I remember talking about this on the radio and and getting a, a pretty good response, both uh, with honest responses and, and with shock. Uh, I have and uh, and can still admit to this day. That when both of my boys were born, I felt nothing. You know how men or go, oh, it was life changing. My whole world opened up. I felt love like I had never felt love before. Hmm. Nothing. I looked at him like I looked at a Big Mac and fries. <laughs> I actually enjoyed a Big Mac and fries better. <laughs> I mean, I grew into loving them, but they were complete strangers to me. Now all of a sudden there's just this, this lump in really? my arms. Yeah. You felt no weight whatsoever. Like no. you're responsible for something. No. No. Uh, no, I never really did. Uh. Like, hey, he's really cute. You want him back? I'm going for a drink. Wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Why? Were you one of the ones who was gushing and crying and freaking out? Uh, I don't know if I was gushing and crying and freaking out, but I, I, I do think I sensed kind of the weight of the moment of, wow, I, you know, I helped create this thing and I'm going to be responsible mm. for it. I guess there's that. that. That's kind of, a, I guess, you know, a, a mature way of, yeah, of was, dealing with it. You know, Big Mac and fries you take home and then you crap out later on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've crapped on my kids. <laughs> I just always see these posts of new dads where they're just such a soap opera. Yeah, but that's so over the top. Every post is a soap opera yeah. now. That, that, that is the problem. But I think even talking just it, like face-to-face with friends and other men who have gone through... Having babies and they talk about standing there beside their, their wife's bedside and just being overcome with all these different emotions. Right. And I mean, that's fine. I mean, I'm not judging them on it. I just, I, in some ways, I, I thought to myself, what is wrong with you? Like, why are you not feeling more about this? Like, what is wrong with you personally? Personally, not yeah. Other people, yeah. Yeah, no, no. I totally, I totally get that you should. This is a, an, were you in shock in the moment, perhaps? I don't know. I mean, it took a real long time. I was tired. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind her point.
pushing for hours. <laughs> right. I was exhausted. <laughs> Plus, he was but the first one, Daniel, was supposed to be born at like 4 o'clock in the afternoon, so I had big plans to go out and have drinks, and then right. it didn't happen until like 8 or 9 o'clock that night, so it threw all my plans so, out the window. So, so, so from the moment he was born, he was uh, just a thorn in your side yeah. of your yeah. active <laughs> social life. Yeah. And went home and watched Reservoir Dogs. There's a film to watch on the, <laughs> the day of your child's birth. But yeah, yeah. I mean, and I, and I, I, because I, I just didn't quite, and I still to this day don't quite understand that. How do you instantly fall in love with something? I think love grows over time, you know. And, right. uh, and well. so certainly I did uh, fall in love with my children and love them with all my heart. But I, at the time, it was just kind of like. Yeah. Okay. You're here. Well, I think most people have, uh, you know, ten months basically to fall in love with the concept of the concept, parenting, maybe. And then, you know, when you see it actually come to fruition, you are a parent. Mm-hmm. That, you know, that's when the moment perhaps grasps you. Yeah. You, on the other hand, I don't have that gene. <laughs> it's like we were uh, on the weekend when we were with family, and we were talking about uh, just all the stuff we have and things we should get rid of. And and I was admitting that I have very little. I I've gotten rid of almost everything. And if I ever left the house, I'd leave with my Sonos sound system and right. my clothes, and that would be it. And I, and I, the other gene I don't have is that nostalgic gene. Hmm. I I don't I don't spend. Very little time pondering the past yeah. or or reflecting on the great moments or what my childhood was like or, you know, pining for something that happened a long time ago. I'm very much a forward thinking person. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Or you're just missing a heart. Well, I'm probably lacking in that department a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky I've been hurt too many times, so it's all oh, closed off. Oh, that must be it. The human race has done me wrong. <laughs> Uh, very few people said babies are the cutest right after they're born. The most popular answer for peak cuteness was around six months. Yeah, a couple months in. Their heads kind of grow in. And then, uh, well, and then you feel like you can hold them, maybe toss them around a little bit. Yeah, like more. football. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, and I find that in that kind of, uh, ages of two to maybe six, they're, they're incredibly cute. And then boys, of course, get into their really strange, odd years between like 11, 12, 13 to about, about 19 or so. <laughs> where they're just gangly and big heads and odd arms and nothing seems to quite fit properly and they don't really know how things work. They look like those big blow up things at a auto dealership. Right. <laughs> arms are all over the place. Boys are the worst. I mean, girls, yeah, they kind of, they, they, they're born and they get cute. They, they kind of remain cute. Boys born, baby boys are born odd looking, get cute, then get weird again, yeah. and then kind of <laughs> grow into themselves. Um, compared to other kids, how cute do you think you were as a baby? The top answer was about average. Okay. I mean, I've seen photos of me, too. I, I look like I was thrown under a bus. <laughs> faces all mangled. I don't even know why they do that to babies. Take that first photo the minute they're born. Like, it's not enough shock in their little lives. <laughs> Say cheese. Yeah, they've come out into this bright world. They were in this beautiful little dark little warm, cozy place. Yeah. They burst out into the scene, and now they got flash bulbs going off in right. front of them. 
No wonder they all look like they just came out of a horror film. They're already under this, yeah, massive bright light. <laughs> You're in an incubator to warm you up. Getting your ass You're slapped. You're freezing. <laughs> no one will put a blanket on you. They're weighing you and someone wants to take your picture. Think about it this way. Think oh, about yeah, it. and they just cut your feeding tube. That's right. Think about it this way. Somebody storms into your bedroom at 4 o'clock in the morning, whips back the blankets and says, smile. You look like a newborn baby as well. Is it me or was that the ugliest baby you have ever seen? I couldn't look. It was like a Pekingese. Boy, a little too much chlorine in that gene pool. Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.